Let's have another go. <laughs> we have come into this place and gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into this place, gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into this place, gathered in his name to worship Christ the Lord. Welcome to Christ Church, whether you come into this church building or whether you're online at home or on holiday or wherever, we welcome you in the name of Jesus. And we have a warm welcome this morning for Rachel, who many of us have met over the last few months, who will be having, in, sadly, her last service with us this morning. But we also welcome Denny, who is her inter-serve key worker 
from Birmingham, so she's come across this morning. So you're very welcome, Jenny, and thank you for joining us, and any other visitors as well. Thank you for being with us this morning. Because we're going to spend some of the time this morning sending Rachel out with prayer, but that will be at the end, uh, before we sing our final hymn, after we've had communion. But the first thing we're going to do is stand and for a moment pause as we think of the events that are going to happen tomorrow and the way it has shaken the whole nation. So let's stand together, please. And we remember once again Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Father God, we give you thanks for queens, the Queen's long life, for all the ways she has loved and served those in her care. We bring you our sadness for what we have lost and our gratitude for what we remember and cherish. We thank you for our King, Charles III. Sustain him in his work and calling. We pray for tomorrow that he and the family will be able to mourn well. Lord, we bring the spoken and the unspoken prayers to you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And a reminder that there will be a minute silence at 8 o'clock, wherever you are, um, a national minute silence at 8 o'clock this evening, so that we can remember and reflect on the Queen's life and legacy. And we remain standing while we make our confession. And first of all, we're going to that side of the church turn to that wall, and that side of the church turn to that wall, please. Father God, we confess we have not always lived in ways that reflected God's love for each other and we have turned our backs on the things that concern us here. And now if you turn round and face the, the wall that you came in by, the back wall, we've not always lived with and loved you with all our hearts and we have turned our backs on you. And we turn and face each other 
There are times when we have been so caught up with ourselves that we have neglected the needs of the world. And we turn and face the cross. God has heard the confession of our hearts and minds, and in Christ we are set free. Thanks be to God. Amen. And so having stood and reflected on the death of our earthly king, queen, we're now going to turn our attention to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, one who is alive forever and ever. And we join together and sing, Jesus shall reign where'er the sun does its successive journeys run. service and it's one that the children are going to be concentrating on this morning at their table he's got the whole world in his hands if you didn't receive a piece of jigsaw when you came in to put your name on the back please would you indicate and somebody will bring you one okay so John 
I don't know if anybody knows the actions. Um, oh, good. <laughs> right, can we have, how about coming up, guys? <laughs> you shouldn't have indicated. Come on, Alwyn. <laughs> Now, unfortunately, um, I had an email from Jeanette today um, to say that she wasn't well. But we're still having the craft, the things on the table. And uh, when you came in this morning, you were given a piece of jigsaw and you put your name on the back. And it was all a bit of a mess. They're all bits and pieces now that the young people are going to look at. And just as a puzzle needs all the pieces to complete the picture, the body of Christ needs all the members to carry out its purpose. And that's what they're going to be talking about as they do the jigsaw puzzle. So, if the children would like to go to the craft table, and if Cheryl and um, Rachel would like to come up here, that would be lovely. And we'll pray. Yes, would you like to come up, Rachel? Father, as Rachel and Cheryl come here to read and open the scriptures to us, 
We pray for your anointing on both of them. Give us ears to hear what you are saying to this church today. In Jesus' name, amen. The reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at the 12th verse. Unity and diversity in the body. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. And so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, these parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. So if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This is the word of the Lord. We have a number of visitors in, this, in the congregation this morning, Rachel, so um, we have in this church a thing called the Missionary Action Group, and it's a group where a tithe, a tenth of the church income, 75% of it is given to the Missionary Action Group to use for mission work. And we meet twice a month to pray for the people that we support financially, and we pray for them on a Saturday and on a Monday. Now then, Rachel is one of our key workers. She is one of our own members, and she's going to tell us now, Rachel, you've been on home leave. Where have you come from? Um, from Nepal, uh, from Tamsen, uh, from the United Mission Hospital, where I'm 
I've been working since 1994. And did you, were you part of the church before you went? Or? Uh, yes, I did. Um, um, I'm a doctor and I did my junior hospital jobs and GP training in Shropshire. So um, I lived in the village and was part of this church for about seven years before I went to Nepal. How long have you been out in Nepal, you say? Uh, 28 years. 28 years. So we have been supporting Rachel in this role for the last 28 years. And um, you're due to go back? Um, I leave England on the 28th of September and go back to Nepal via a meeting. Lovely to have you with us. It's been brilliant to have you here through the summer. And we look forward to you sharing what you, the Lord's been putting on your heart. And uh, thank you very much. Well, it, it's lovely to have been here all over the summer. Uh, and as I said, um, uh, I am... Uh, a mission part partner with InterServe seconded to the United Mission to Nepal. Um, I went out as a GP, but my present role is being um, uh, director of United Mission Hospital Tansen in the western hills of Nepal. Um, as a doctor, I can relate easily to an illustration about how wonderfully the members of our body work together. Um, if we go back to our passage in verse uh, 12 of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul writes, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. And this theme of the church being a Christ body um, appears in a lot of Paul's letters. Uh, in Ephesians 1, uh, we find and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So we collectively are the body of Christ, the Messiah, which is a mind-blowing thought. Um, if we carry on, verse 14, for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. That means all of us. This letter to 1 Corinthians was written by Paul to the church in Corinth, which he'd planted um, and lived with for 18 months, which you can read about in Acts chapter 18. But he'd heard that they had a few problems, and the one that he's addressing here was that they weren't very united. There's a lot of talk about diversity nowadays, and in the Corinthian church, there were different groups or cliques, and some looked down on others. We read earlier of people who followed the different leaders, Paul, Apollos, and Peter, and Paul told them that wouldn't do. They were all followers of Jesus and not any human leader. And it seems from this passage that they were divided by ethnic groups too, Jews and Gentiles, and social standing, slave or free. Paul says, no, we are all baptized by one Holy Spirit, so these human divisions are wrong. Uh, and he repeats this in Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, 
for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The church should be a reflection of this, the best uh, example of equal opportunity. And this doesn't just apply to the local church, but as Christ's bodies, we are part of a large international community of believers. And I find that really exciting. You can think for yourself of possible divisions here in our community uh, in, in Baston Hill, but going to another country, it can be easier to see different biases, but there are plenty at home too. The enemy's most successful strategy is to bring divisions in the body. In Nepal, we have a caste system and divisions between educated and uneducated people, people from the hills and people from the plains, different language groups. These are real differences, but to see these barriers broken down and the body functioning as it should is a huge witness to the world around. Um, I've been blessed to work in a team um, with members from 16 different countries over the years. But the thing that unites us is the love of Christ. We're not without problems, but we need to seek forgiveness when we've been insensitive to each other, and we need to pray and worship together uh, and support each other um, so that we can function as a body. And I'd like to introduce you uh, to my church family in Tamsen, Nepal, too. This is Hebron Church. This expression of the body of Christ can seem a bit different, uh, as it has a truly Nepali flavor. We take off our shoes at the door, as in this part of the world, it's a sign of respect. We also often have very muddy and dusty feet. Um, most of the um, congregations sit on the floor, I'm now one of the more senior people, so I now sit on a bench at the back. Women sit on the, on the right-hand side, and men on the left uh, as you come in. Um, time is more flexible um, here, so people drift in, and at 10 a.m. the church can seem quite empty, but by 10.30 people are being asked to shuffle forward and make more space for latecomers especially on the first Saturday of the month uh, when people come in from the village fellowships for communion. And that's another difference. Sunday is a working day in Nepal, so we meet on Saturdays. Um, there are uh, 11 daughter churches and several village fellowships. We sing songs and choruses seated, and then there's a worship and praise time when we all stand and pray and sing at once. And I recorded, if this works, a short clip of, of the last session before I left. just a, a short taster of, of how worship is and that's talking about 
God's love and grace being higher than the heavens. Um, then we all stand up and pray at once. During the notices, new people are welcomed and asked to introduce themselves. The sermon is for an hour. Don't worry, I won't go on that long. So if we go back to our passage, and so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. Our bodies are, as David said, fearfully and wonderfully made. And they need to work together. Ears, eyes, toes, stomachs are all very necessary. And at the hospital, we treat many accident cases. Uh, and it's really important after an accident that we get people back on their feet. And the rehab team work very hard on this because in a mountainous area, when people depend on agriculture, prevention disability is really important. And as a church, each part is very important. Uh, we all have different gifts, personalities, and God has a very special role for each of us in the body and each bit is needed. Um, let me introduce you to one of your fellow body members from Nepal. Uh, Padam, who's on the far right of this picture, comes from Rolpa, a more remote district of western, um, west of Tansen. He comes from a rural farming community. His father left his mother and started another family and didn't support them. So he had to leave um, school to help his mother look after the goats. He developed an infection that spread to the bones in his leg and weakened them, leading to fractures later. They went to the witch doctor and to the local health post, but he wasn't getting any better. Um, so he got on the bus for the two-day journey to Tansen because they'd heard about the mission hospital. The treatment for osteomyelitis, this bone infection, is long. Um, requiring long periods on antibiotics and several surgeries often. He was supported by our pastoral care team who gave financial support as his family were too poor to contribute much. And they cared for him um, as he was often on his own um, as um, he, it was too far from his family to be there the whole time. And as it was difficult for him to come for regular follow-up, he stayed in a room near the, in the hospital compound and through generous donors from Australia, he achieved his ambition of returning to school. And throughout his school and studying in the local campus, he volunteered uh, as part of the pastoral care team, encouraging other patients with painful illnesses from different backgrounds. Um, and when a post became vacant, he joined the team and is now working in our pastoral care team. Um, and is on the committee that administers the funds that helped him get an education. At the UMN General Assembly um, a couple of years ago, we were asked to bring somebody who had been impacted by our work. 
And Padam was keen to come and explain how he'd received fullness of life, which is the UMN motto. He still walks with a distinct limp, but is full of joy. He's married with a four-year-old son and twins on the way, and as an elder in the church has the responsibility for a village fellowship in a nearby very poor community. So he's fully taking his part, place in the body, having been supported by the wider body of Christ. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Um, I think during the pandemic, we understand how hard it was to be a body when we had to keep physical distance. Nepal went under strict lockdown in March 2020 when only one COVID case had been identified. I was really busy at the hospital, but others were only permitted out to shop during one hour in the morning. And I remember clearly being so happy to see a couple of members of my house group in a vegetable queue after three weeks. We miss each other uh, when, um, as members of the body, when we can't see each other regularly. And if we go on to verse 26, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Um, when my elderly father became ill with cancer, the support I received from my church family in Tansen was so important as my family in the UK were too far away and couldn't travel anyway. In his last weeks, Dutch friends from Kathmandu visited to encourage us. My Korean and Nepali neighbors came whenever I called for help. Um, a couple from church realized how tired I was and um, sent me to sleep and looked after dad overnight. Other friends from Pokhara came just with the right skills um, for um, the wife to support me and my Nepali neighbor as we looked after dad his last night. The church made all the funeral arrangements and helped and visited afterwards. I experienced the body working in its most coordinated. I'm so aware of the prayers and support we have in the hospital from Christ's body all over the world. During the pandemic, when the patient numbers were very low and we wondered if we could survive financially and not lay off staff. We were able to furlough some on half pay during the quietest month when there weren't many COVID patients and people couldn't travel. So we had enough staff to cope um, with when the de Delta wave hit in a big way and general patients could return with often neglected problems. The UMN's um, Save Our Hospitals appeal was so helpful and I was overwhelmed with the love and support shown by members of the body internationally who were probably at the time having many difficulties in their own countries themselves. And I know friends in Christchurch were praying for the most intense weeks 
our oxygen plant and one generator kept going until we found parts for the backup generator and managed to find more oxygen cylinders and were gifted some oxygen concentrators. Thank you for praying. Despite what was happening in the community and the huge fear of the early days of the pandemic, we didn't lose any staff member, which was a huge answer to prayer. We had the right people in place. Our Korean nursing um, uh, advisor had just completed a PhD in infection prevention, which wasn't her first choice, but she realized that God was preparing her to help us set up good systems and teach staff and be a resource person for the town so we could make good policies, make our own PPE before it became available, and more importantly, learn how to use it properly. There were sad stories of several pastors in various places dying of COVID and many of the church suffering as they couldn't work, but churches responding by providing food to struggling families. If we look at verse 27. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. So I'd like to challenge all of us to think how we fit into the body of Christ, locally and worldwide. As we read, no part is too small or unimportant, and we only function when we're working together. For some, this means praying, some giving, and for some going. Getting to know other members of the body here in this country from other backgrounds. Finding out about persecuted churches and praying. Prayer is a powerful weapon and I've experienced the power of prayer to change impossible situations and to give strength and encouragement. So I'd like to encourage you all to continue praying for this large and varied body of Christ throughout the world. Um, and I would appreciate your prayers as I go to take up my work again in the next couple of weeks. Thank you, Rachel, <coughs> and thank you for the challenge. <clears throat> We've left this slide on the wall that says, we serve Jesus heals. We've had the privilege of being in Tansen and visiting the hospital on the side of the hill, and you can see that sign for miles around. Now, the whole point of me bringing your attention to that is the fact that we serve here in Baston Hill, but ultimately it is Jesus who is working through us. And so we're going to have a few minutes reflection, as Rachel has suggested, asking God, what part do you want us to play in your body? One of the things I want you to seriously ask God about is that MAG meets the first Saturday of every month and we pray for Rachel. We start at 8 o'clock and we finish at 9 o'clock. We used to have breakfast and then we had the pandemic. Now we tend to do it online because one of the beautiful things that has come out of the pandemic 
is the fact we can go onto Zoom and we can have Rachel live in our individual living rooms and see her when she's just come back from church because of the time difference. So if you feel that God is calling you to join that prayer group, to pray for Rachel every first Saturday of the month between 8 and 9 via Zoom, you are more than welcome to speak to me afterwards and we will tell you how to do that. But there are other things that need to be done. There is work to be done here in the village as well as abroad. And so let's spend a few minutes asking God what he wants us to do as part of his body here. And now we're going to stand and sing together our response as we bring those thoughts to Christ. Because it is in Christ alone my hope is found. He is my strength, my song. For those of you who are online, John's just having a little problem with the music.
After I have said, Lord, have mercy, the response is, Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Father God, in whose love we live and move, we pray for a world crying out to feel loved, wanted, cherished, and unique. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. We pray for a world torn apart by conflict and war. A world that lives uneasily in a climate of fear, with no clear vision for future days. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. We pray for a world that thinks less of others than oneself. A world where division between nations, race, religion, neighbours and families lead to distrust. <clears throat> Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. We pray for a world that's short on happiness, too busy to enjoy this world you have created, 
and too preoccupied with living to appreciate life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. We pray for a world where spiritual longing is satisfied by fashionable notions and temporary solutions with no thought for tomorrow. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. We pray for a world that needs to know your love, your hope, your peace, your joy and salvation. A world that needs to know it is special, unique, and uniquely loved by our Heavenly Father. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Amen. We stand together to do, say our creed. <clears throat> I will ask the question, if you believe this in your heart, then please speak it boldly. Do you believe and trust in God? I believe in God, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe and trust in his Son, Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, sent Descended to death. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe and trust in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit. in our intercessions <coughs> for the world that does not know the peace of Jesus but we are in the privileged position of being able to know that peace and we're going to share that peace now with each other please feel free to move around the church but continue to be mindful of those who would rather not have close contact because of Covid still and if you would prefer not to be approached, then do sit down and everybody will understand. So, the peace of the Lord Jesus always be with you. And also with you. 
If you would like to make your way back to your seats, please, it's lovely to talk. And while you're doing this, can, can we say we're, we're two pieces of jigsaw short, so if you're sitting on one of your jigsaw puzzles pieces, could you just make sure, otherwise we're going to have a gap. We're going to use communion prayer E. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, you made the world and you love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna and the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And when supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again he praised you, gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross, bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation. We proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ which he gave for you and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Please come forward as the stewards direct and just a reminder that we have gluten-free available and um, children or folk who would prefer non-alcoholic wine, if you could go to the table by the flowers, uh, you'll find it served there. Thank you.
passeth through the blood of the Lamb. I enter to worship you only. I enter to honor I have. Lord, I worship you. I
just as I am, empty-handed but alive in your hands. So we sing majesty, majesty, forever I am changed by your by the love that you give, forgiven so that I can forgive. Here I stand, knowing that I'm your desire, sanctified by of Christ keep you in eternal life.
and the blood of Christ keep you in eternal life. Before we say our final prayer after communion, and I hand back to Libby, let's pray for those members of our congregation who can't be with us this morning. And so, Father, we name in our hearts before you those members of our congregation who are in residential care, are in hospital, who are simply too frail to come out and join with us this morning. And Lord, we pray that your peace and your presence will be with them this week. Amen. And let's say together our prayer after communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Thank you, Libby. Poppy, would you like to come and tell us what the children have been doing? Are you coming up to show us, tell us what you've been doing? And any other children who've been involved in it would be great. But when you came into church, you were asked to sign your name on the piece of jigsaw puzzle. And they were in a right mess, as they usually are. But the pieces were fitted together, and it's been made into this beautiful jigsaw puzzle, which Unfortunately, still got two pieces missing, so somebody must be sitting on a piece of jigsaw puzzle. So show it that, show it to, so we can all see. Brilliant. And then if you would just come in, can we see that on the screen, John? Go a bit, that's it. That's it, stop. Brilliant. So we've got all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, all with your names on the back. And they've all been put together and it symbolises the fact that we're the body of Christ and God needs each one of us. And on the back of every piece of jigsaw was a name. My word, this looks a difficult person. Very clever. I think that's very connected with each other 
And that's how we are all over the world. We are connected with other Christians. It's lovely when you go on a holiday and you meet a total stranger in a different church and you immediately connect because you've both got love for the Lord Jesus in your heart. And you find that wherever you go, you have family of Christ to discover. And we are the body of Christ here in Christ Church Basin Hill. And we are joined with the body of Christ through InterServe and United Missions of Nepal and Rachel. So do pray about what you can do as you're part of that body in a worldwide church. And thank you very much. We're going to sing again before we finish this section. He's got the whole world in his hands. So let's stand and sing it again. going to send Rachel out on a wave of prayer. So Rachel, would you please come up to the front? And if anybody would like to come in and pray through the open mic to bless Rachel, then you are more than welcome. Can we use this? Okay, thank you. Would you stand in the middle, please? I'm sorry online if you're not going to be able to see this, but you will be able to hear it. So if anybody wants to come and join me, please do come now. Dear Lord, we pray for Rachel as she prepares to go back to Nepal and the difference and things that happen and the way we all live and going back now to where we've become her absolute parents. We pray for all the people in the hospital who will have missed her and that there will be a great welcome for her when she gets back. And Lord, I pray for traveling mercies in Christ's name. Amen.
Father, thank you, Rachel, for her steadfast service over all these years, of her obedience to you. And we do ask you, Father, for your blessings upon her as she goes back to Nepal, that she might just know your presence, your spirit, and your guidance and leading with her. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we thank you for bringing Rachel and the rest of her staff safe through the COVID crisis. We thank you, Lord, for your hand with them and your hand upon them. We, and as Rachel goes back, we pray for the anointing of your spirit upon her. Spirit of wisdom and spirit of understanding. Spirit of wisdom, particularly, Lord, as she heads up the work of this hospital. As she deals with government and the patients and their expectations, Lord, please give anoint her with your spirit and give her your peace, Lord, and the peace of knowing that she is walking in your will. Amen. Father, we want to thank you for what we've heard this morning about the community at Tansen. And we do want to pray for Rachel as she goes back that with the wisdom you would give her discernment in the work that needs to be done. We thank you for the provision for the hospital and for her that you have supplied over all these years and ask that you would continue to bless the work of Rachel's hands, that you would continue to bless the work of that hospital. And especially as people see that sign, we serve Jesus heals. May many people who come there come to know your love, your grace, to know you as their Savior and their Lord. In Jesus' name we ask this, and may your name be glorified. Amen. Father, as Rachel returns to Nepal, she goes with our blessing, and she takes our love with her. Lord, thank you for the years of service. Lord, we pray for your sustenance and your wisdom and your guidance as she goes back to serve the people of Tansen. And Lord, prompt us as a fellowship to pray for her. Because Lord, she's one of our church community. Amen. And Rachel, while I was praying for you this week and, and this service, I thought of one Psalm one two one, and I have personalised the first verse as well. Rachel, you're surrounded by mountains, so lift your eyes to the mountains and think, where does my help come from? Your help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you, Rachel. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm, and he will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and evermore. Amen. <laughs> 
So we stand and sing our final hymn. <clears throat> um, and before we do that, please remember that there is um, a minute silence for the Queen and reflecting on her life tonight at eight o'clock. There is the book of condolence in the foyer that you're very welcome to sign if you haven't already done so. And next Saturday we have our sanctuary day that we're meeting in church if you want more details please ask but there will be a prayer meeting in the church tonight between seven and eight praying for the sanctuary meeting meanwhile we worship god as we go out of church singing our final hymn
Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know all your concerns. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and down and settle on you. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the centre of your life. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of